0: Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Alison Pitt and today is Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. On today's show, UK Freeview Channel E4 sets a premiere date for the first ever terrestrial broadcast of Star Trek Discovery. A new book reveals how Jeffrey Hunter was too handsome for the Brady Bunch and a treasure trove of Trek memorabilia is up for auction later this month. All that, plus the week's Trek trivia, coming up next. E4 has announced when Star Trek Discovery will premiere on its UK Freeview channel. Starting on Sunday, December 15th at 8pm, they will broadcast Discovery weekly, starting from the beginning of Season 1. E4 is a digital freeview channel in the UK, which makes this the first time anywhere in the world that Star Trek Discovery will be broadcast over the air and without a paywall. Channel 4, the parent company of E4, made the announcement yesterday on Twitter, saying, Beam us up! Star Trek Discovery Series 1 will launch on E4 on Sunday, the 15th of December at 8pm. It follows a day dedicated to all things Star Trek on the channel. CBS announced back in October that E4 would be picking up Discovery for broadcast, although at the time it was understood to start next year, in 2020. Fortunately for UK viewers, that timeline was apparently brought forward, and fans will now be able to enjoy the start of the series before the end of this year. The E4 deal does not affect Discovery's availability on Netflix in the UK and Europe, Netflix will still be the place to view new seasons of Discovery, while E4 will show older seasons. A new book coming out today reveals that Jeffrey Hunter was in contention for the role of the dad on The Brady Bunch. The original Captain Pike actor from Star Trek's first pilot episode, The Cage, was turned down for the role of Mike Brady because he was too handsome. Entertainment Weekly's EW.com published an excerpt from the book, The Way We All Became the Brady Bunch, in which the book's author describes the difficult casting process. From the piece As with the search to find the actress who would portray Carol, efforts to cast Mike were met with polite no thanks by some well known actors who wanted neither the commitment a TV series required nor the risk that once they became known as a TV actor, movie work would elude them. But original Star Trek series star Jeffrey Hunter was the pursuer for the job of playing Papa Brady. Hunter, who'd had some success on TV and on the big screen with his performance as Jesus in 1961's King of Kings, interviewed multiple times with Sherwood Schwartz, the Brady Bunch creator, who told him he was simply too handsome to be architect Mike. It was just the next year that Hunter tragically died after suffering a skull fracture in a fall at home. The way we all became the Brady Bunch, how the cancelled sitcom became the beloved pop culture icon we are still talking about today, is the rather wordy title of the book by Kimberly Potts, which comes out today. Kimberly Potts is a television and pop culture writer with a prolific career spanning more than 20 years. The Way We All Became the Brady Bunch is available in multiple formats from Amazon or wherever great books are sold. More news and Trek Trivia Tuesday in just a moment, but first, a word from me. This show is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. From as little as $1 a month, you can help me keep the show running by offsetting some of my production costs, and allowing me to concentrate on bringing you the best Star Trek content as it happens. To find out how you can be a part of the Daily Star Trek News family, just head on over to patreon.com forward Trek That's patreon.com forward slash Trek and a big thanks to you for supporting this show you like buying incredibly expensive yet incredibly cool, authentic Star Trek memorabilia at auction? Then have I got some news for you. There is not one, but two big auctions coming up later this month, with some truly fantastic Trek lots up for grabs. First up, it's Julian's Auctions, Icons and Idols Hollywood, taking place on Monday, December 16th in Beverly Hills, California. While not exclusively Trek-themed, Star Trek does feature heavily in this auction. From the auction details, Julian's Auctions is pleased to present one of the most impressive collections of costumes, props, memorabilia, and models from the Star Trek TV and film franchise to ever come to auction, including some of the finest offerings from the official CBS and Paramount Studios auction in 2006 with a total of nearly 50 lots. Among the treasures up for grabs, William Shatner's Monster Maroon from Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, complete with a letter of authenticity from Nicholas Meyer. That lot is expected to fetch between 80 dollars and $100,000. But there's also a Picard dress uniform from Season 6 of TNG, Riker's Season 1 uniform Worf's Klingon Baldrick, and Janeway's uniform from Voyager, among many others. One lot some fans will find particularly poignant is a costume from Deep Space Nine, as worn by the late Aaron Eisenberg. Then it's the Azarian Collection from Profiles in History, taking place on Tuesday, December 17th in Los Angeles. According to their website, Profiles in History is proud to announce the Azarian collection is going up for auction. It's the most important collection of classic TV and superhero artifacts in existence. This collection is original series-focused. Among the lots in this auction are William Shatner's wraparound tunic, expected to fetch forty dollars to $60,000, as well as nearly all the main cast's Mirror Universe uniforms. There are quite a few costumes from Star Trek The Motion Picture, and even a couple of sets of Leonard Nimoy's screen-worn Spock ears, if you're into that sort of thing. You can bid for both of these auctions live on-site or online. Visit their websites for information on how to register. And now, it's Trek Trivia Tuesday. And seeing as we're just coming back from a long weekend here in the States, I feel like making it shore leave themed. Did you know? William Shatner originally hoped to wrestle the tiger that appears wandering around near the landing party in shore leave. According to Memory Alpha, which cites the book The Making of Star Trek, at some point he was convinced that doing so would not be a wise decision. So now, A trivia question for you. A tiger wasn't the only exotic animal brought onto set for the episode Shore Leave. However, the other animal never got any screen time, much to the dismay of then-associate producer Bob Justman. But what kind of animal was it? Find out on Friday's episode of Daily Star Trek News. Well, that's it for today's Daily Star Trek News from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. For more great Star Trek podcasts, be sure to check out podcasts.rodenberry.com. This show is supported by people like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek News. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email at info at or find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daily Trek News. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know and this week in Trek History. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. podcast.rodenberry.com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.